This well, good morning, little brother. Is early break with Zip and Jay, brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Weekday mornings from six to eight on ninety-three-seven. The ticket and the ticketfm.com. Back here on Early Break on the Ticket, 93.7, the Ticket, the TicketFM.com. Nick Sainer, Jake Bachoven, still with you guys. Appreciate you holding on and hanging out with us this week as we take you up to game day while Jake and Sip are across the pond in Ireland. Just got a text from Jake. Oh, there you I go. Got a text, a tweet. A tweet. Yeah. Nice. You can always follow us on Twitter, Nick underscore Sainer, at Jake Bachoven as well. Or follow the ticket account. You can join us on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream as well. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Okay, Jay Foreman will join us here in about 45 minutes or so. But I want to get to some of your guys' texts because you guys brought them in the first segment and we did, did not get to them, so I apologize for that. Um, Fat Phil says this. I'm concerned about the preparation. I have flashbacks to the Illinois game when Nebraska just wasn't prepared and able to d- adapt to looks and lineups they weren't expecting. Frost gets routinely outcoached, and Fitzgerald is more than capable of doing that. And that's a very valid point, Bach. That's a, that's a very valid point. If there's one thing that after we played a couple of Fitzgerald's cl- uh, clips on Wednesday, I think, days are kind of getting messed up, uh, a couple <laughs> days ago, we played some Pat Fitzgerald sound bites on here from his his interview, and there's no doubt they're going to be prepared. They're they, he admits, and and this is always respectable and commendable out of a head coach is when they admit that they aren't the smartest person in the world. They know that they don't know everything going into this game. And one thing that Pat Fitzgerald did is, and I've mentioned it a couple times in, over the course of the last two days, is it was really um, I, I respect the hell out of him for saying. Listen, we don't know what they're going to come out in the first quarter. We'll be honest; like we don't know what it's going to look like. We've had to study Casey Thompson and Marcus Washington at Texas, Mark Whipple at Pitt, Mark Whipple at UMass. Um, we've had to study Scott Frost, and he, it's just a blend of everything. Trey Palmer at LSU, Mickey Joseph at LSU. He said we've had to study so much that we don't know how they're going to blend things. And so he said, but then after the first quarter, we'll have a lot more answers and we'll adjust with poise. And I think that's extremely respectable out of a head coach because, sure, Pat Fitzgerald could come up, go and look, or excuse me, could could come up to the press conference and say, yep, we're we're feeling good, we're prepared as best we could be, and and we'll make adjustments when we need to. And make it sound like they're not worried at all, they know everything they need to do, they know Nebraska's tendencies, and then come out, have a bad first quarter, and they look like a clown. And and that's what happens, right? Because it's like you came out saying that you were prepared, what happened with Nebraska last year? They were confident in their game plan. They thought that they were prepared for everything. Illinois comes out in a in a simple, different front, and blank hits the fan, and all of a sudden you find yourself down 30-22. to 22. And it's like, at some point, uh, I just thought it was really respectable that Pat Fitzgerald can, can stand up there and say, in his 17th year, somebody that's been around the Big Ten almost as long as, as anybody else, it's, I mean, throughout his playing days and things like that, it's one of those things where it's respectable when he can get up there and say, listen, I don't have all the answers, but when we do get answers, we'll adjust with poise. Yeah, I mean, and, and he's I mean, he's a good coach. Uh, we all kind of know that. I'm, I'm, I'm somewhat intrigued because 
I think it's going to be a tough turnaround. Now, I obviously know that they've been through this before. 2019 went 3-9. 2020 won the Big Ten West, finished number 10 in the country with a 7-2 and record. Um, but again, I, I would argue that um, that 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 three and nine team in 2019 was a lot closer than this this past year's version. So um, you know, we'll see if they can kind of overcome that. Yeah. Um, and you and you do wonder another bad year probably doesn't really do it, but if a few more bad years and, and Pat Fitzgerald, you kind of wonder there. But I you you almost just don't expect it. You you believe that he'll get it turned around when you look at at the larger picture. Um, not. To, to me, I, I still wonder about the loss of Mike Hankowitz a few years ago yeah. um, because sometimes we um, we we just give all the credit in the world to the head coach and not the assistants. And Hankowitz was there for 13 years um, and a large part of them. And, and, and we know their, their kind of brand, uh, defensive football, run the game, eat the clock, um, all that stuff that they've done over the years. You know, the defensive coordinator plays a heavy part in that. And yeah. so um, maybe they'll never return to what they were. Maybe there was more Mike Hankowitz than it was Pat Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. um, so that can happen sometimes. But uh, I, I, I do expect um, this to be a good fight. And you have to keep in mind, and I, I know, <laughs> you know, maybe this isn't the, the best stack going into this season and you're not too excited about it. But as all the losses have piled up, and sure they've been close, so you don't feel like – uh, Scott Frost is getting too outwitted here most of the time um, is that he ha he doesn't have a winning record against a Big Ten West coach. This, If he does beat Pat Fitzgerald, he'll go over 500. But at the same yeah. time, the rest, you know, the, the law of averages would, would point out that, you know, maybe he, he was not going to he wouldn't take that step because he hasn't against anybody else. So um, that that's that's certainly a possibility. I expect a good uh, coach game, a well coached game for Pat Fitzgerald. And that's that's part of. Being Northwestern's football coach is you're not mm -hmm. going to have the athletic advantages. You're not, you know, you're going to need to partially coach your way to victory. And it's definitely a developmental type of, of program for Northwestern, too. They're going to take the kids that are under-recruited and, and make them into quality Big Ten players. Axel Foley says this, I would also be worried if he didn't make the Whipple move. And I, I just think that that's such a big a big key to this whole thing is making the Whipple move, making the Mickey Joseph hire, making um, the, the offensive line coach Higher Donovan Raiola, obviously Brian Applewhite. I feel like is severely underrated, um, just at, at the running back coach. It's so like, I I don't know when we talk about lack of preparation. I don't expect that from this staff because of who's on who's on the staff. Maybe in years past when Scott Frost was having to do multiple jobs, there was lack of preparation or lack of ability to prepare. Because there was, he was being stretched in so many directions and so many ways. Now you don't have that excuse. You don't have that to to say, listen, Scott Frost had to take care of the offensive game plan. He had to take care of head coach duties. He had to take care of whatever else was going on. You don't have that this year. And like once again, this this season, I said this right after the the season last year. This season is the is it a Scott Frost problem or was it? previous uh, season's problem. And by that, I mean, was it Adrian Martinez's fault? Was it Matt Lubick? Was it Troy Walters? Was it Ryan Held? Was it Greg Austin? Mm -hmm. Was it Adrian Martinez, basically? Or was it the head coach? Because now you cut, you have a, a season that we're, we're staring down the barrel of in here in year five saying all those reasons that we gave for Nebraska losing games in years past are gone. And the only common denominator, one of the few, I should say, one of the few common denominators going into this season is the head coach. Yeah. 
that's as brutal as it may sound. That's the truth. That's the that's the reality of it. Well, I think that's what you I think that's a great job by Trev Alberts. I think that's what you needed to do um, was to put yourself in that scenario, because, (laughs) you know, with that record after four years, if you're going to continue, um, you've got to put him in a position to to show that he's you know, he's not the reason. And ultimately, everything does fall on the head coach. Um, You know, maybe maybe this whole bringing all his friends from UCF isn't going to work. And, and 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 ultimately it didn't right. Yeah. Um, now there's still a few of those guys on staff, but um, that's guys. Do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news. Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. You know, I, I, I suppose if you're going to go down and, and you're going to go down loyal, that's somewhat commendable. Um, but at least this time there's there's a fresh feel, a new start. Um, but at the same time, it's it's the first time these guys are coaching together. Um, yeah. They, you know, they've had all off season to prepare, but that's part of the preparation, too, is is how is game day going to work? They got to work out the kinks. I mean, you remember in 2017. Uh, when Bob Diaco's first game, he just didn't talk to reporters after the game. Didn't know he was supposed to. Yeah. And that caused quite a bit of a stir because his team gave up a lot of passing yards at Arkansas State. And what could they need to do so? Um, but oh, I forgot about that Arkansas State game. Yeah, that was a tough start. Um, uh, hopefully this start will be a little bit better than that one. The games against Arkansas State and Northern Illinois, those were just not fun <laughs> to watch. All right, let's get to a, a Scott Frost soundbite. He was asked yesterday from Dublin what he wants to see on Saturday. Here's what Scott Frost had to say. I just want to see efficiency. I know I sound like a broken record with that, but it really doesn't matter what offense you're running. If you run it well, it can work. And the key to that is just operating with efficiency and speed. Um, I've seen that from these guys. They definitely know what they're doing. Uh, we've rehearsed it more times than we would for a normal game, and, and the guys are confident. So uh, my message to the team was they're ready to just go out and attack. But I, I really want to see that kind of mindset. Um, not playing tight, not worrying about anything, just going out and getting after him. He wants to see efficiency. Uh, what will he now be able to do now that he's not going to be calling plays and, and have his head buried in a play call, play call sheet? Uh, I'll, I'll be able to go over and help with the special team as they're taking the field, help make some of those decisions, uh, be able to watch the game more on both sides of the ball. Um, you see things from the field, but, again, if you're not having to think 100% about the next play call, particularly as fast as we went, I'll be able to watch the defense a lot more. Uh, maybe help James by watching some of the things they're doing on offense. And, um, you know, we've done a good job, of, I think, of managing clock and doing things like that, but I'll definitely have more time for that as well. Do we expect this offense to be fast-paced, Bach? Um, I think so. 
Okay. I That's what I kind of expect is maybe a little bit of a return to that. They've kind of got away from that uh, under under Scott Frost where, you know, at the beginning of, of his tenure, that was it. That was that was yeah. that was the gimmick <laughs> and it didn't work out for him. So they've kind of gone away from that. Um, but Mark Whipple's run some of that in the past. I think I, I think I could see it. I, I just, I'm curious if I, I would want I want to see. Here's the thing about tomorrow. I want to see Nebraska if they're able to come out and let's say they do throw the ball like you were saying, Bach, quite a bit early on in the game. It, by the third quarter, if they're up by multiple scores, I want to see them salt a game away. I want to be able to see that tomorrow. Mm. And how much will you be able to tell? Like, how much are we going to be able to take away from Northwestern tomorrow? I'm not sure. But, and the reason that I say that is because it's Northwestern, number one, and you piggyback that with North Dakota and Georgia Southern, and you can say, you can look at that that stretch of three games and say, how much did you learn? Is, it, was it truly consistent, or were you just playing low low quality of opponents? How much how much was that Nebraska's doing, or how much was that the the quality of opponent shining through? I think that's that's interesting as well, which makes this game huge because as everybody knows, I don't need to be able to I don't need to say this, but if Nebraska falls tomorrow, you learn nothing from this team other than there's going to be a lot of questions about this team, about this staff as well if they if they fall short tomorrow. But then there's also going to be a lack of ability to gather more knowledge and intel about this program with two games in Georgia Southern and North Dakota. You're just not going to be able to learn a whole lot from them. So then you're going to be staring down the barrel of Oklahoma like you were last year with a 2-1 and record and going, what do we know about this team? And having no idea what an identity is, what they want to do on offense, you just have no idea because it's, once again, lack of consistency in the first three games. So that's why tomorrow is so crucial for for Nebraska football. They they just need to start um start off fast and start off on the the right foot. The unnamed texter says, "Man, you guys are really taking for granted that we are going to win." I, I think Nebraska is going to win. I think they're going to win comfortably. I think they should win comfortably. Yeah, I mean, again, I I I I haven't I haven't processed too much if Nebraska does lose this game. Um, but I mean, I think part of that is just the excitement for college football season. You don't go into college football season thinking, uh, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose. You want to kind of get excited for, for your own team. Um, we'll deal with it if it happens. It, it, and unfortunately <laughs> it won't be the first time I'd say, I mean, we've, we have experience now, yeah. um, dealing with an opening loss that maybe was expected to be a win. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't completely take for granted it. I mean, maybe he's talking about, you know, big leads and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think Nebraska should have the favorable matchup. They're favored by what? 13 points. So we just got told that the line has dropped to a late. We just got asked actually mm-hmm. line dropped to 11. Any reason why on that you're hearing that, that basically just means that Vegas got people are betting Northwestern to cover. That, that's basically what that means. They're, they're taking Northwestern to cover. There's more money placed on, uh, on the Wildcats to, to not necessarily win the money line, but to win or cover the spread of, of what it used to be 13 and a half. So um, I took them at 13 and a half. I, I took Nebraska at 13 and a half. Cause I think it's one of those games where Nebraska's talent is going to shine is eventually going to separate itself. Obviously I, I've been a big, big preacher this off season of got to be disciplined, got to take care of the football. And I think they do. I think Nebraska is actually going to be able to salt a game away, whether that's allowing them to, uh, whether they come out early and pass the ball around, use the receivers early, we get to see what what top six Mickey Joseph puts out there. Um, he actually talked. 
He actually said the top six that of guys that he thought was about playing last night on Priscilla's show uh, with DP did and he really? Priscilla. He did, and and so I thought that was pretty fascinating. But he he did he was he was honest about it. They decide who plays. They the their effort, the way they practice, the way they operate on a day to day basis. They decide who plays, and he goes, it could change from today and Saturday, and that was last night. So um, it's one of those things where that that. Um, I would be okay with getting the receivers incorporated early. Get out to a quick start. Let's see Casey Thompson work. Um, let's hopefully ho- hope that the offensive line is able to stand their ground for a decent amount of time, and then we'll let the or the defense go to work. Like like that's the thing is, um, you just hope it's kind of easy pickings. And we're sitting here halfway through the third quarter with Nebraska up multiple scores, and. We're just saying, all right, time to run the ball, time to salt this one away. Well, and it's going to be fun, too, to see Casey Thompson slinging the ball in a Nebraska uniform. Do yeah. you forgive, um, now that you know, you know, the the, the, the surgery and, and how much better he looks, uh, according to the coaches, from uh, fall camp to spring camp, do you forgive them for not uh, showcasing him in the spring game? Because he wasn't 100%. He, he didn't I, I, feel like he was going to maybe give off the best impression if, yeah. if they would have done that. I think I was in the minor- minority when I was saying that in the spring game, I wasn't expecting to see a whole lot of Casey Thompson. I I, I wanted to. I wish we could have. Yeah. But I wasn't expecting to because I know how the staff wants to hide everything for the spring game. I was just hoping for one. One shot. Big shot, yeah. Or Trey just Palmer. something, one thing to yeah. to. to to kind of get you a little bit excited, but I suppose I can I can forgive them a little bit because you know I would I would think the same thing if if, if he's not at a hundred percent you don't want to give off the wrong impression that exactly um, you know this is the, this is what Casey Thompson is and who he looks like. Well, then if you know if he comes out and slings it twenty times in the spring game, then it comes out that there's an injury and everything, then you don't want that on your program yeah. either. So all right, let's get to uh, song of the day coming up next. Here's the thing, guys. I- I'll be honest. I'm not proud of this song selection <laughs> at all. Okay. I tried to put a Nebraska twist on it. Um, not not proud of it at all. 402-464-5685. The Honda Vlickin Hotline, the Starter Hammond Text Line. Get ready to rate Song of the Day coming up next. You're listening to Early Break. Nick Sander and Jake Bachoven with you on a Friday. Wendy's 2 for $6 lets you mix and match some of our best items. Like... Dave Single with a 10-piece crispy nugs. Medium strawberry lemonade with a spicy chicken sandwich. Spicy chicken with a Dave Single. Dave Single with a strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. Strawberry lemonade. If you're into that. Chicken Sam, crispy nugs. Crispy nugs, strawberry lemonade. Dave's, Dave's, nugs, nugs, Sam, Sam. Whew. Pick what you want at a price you want. <clears throat> Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's two for six. For a limited time, price of participation may vary at U.S. Wendy's. On the card only. Single item at regular price.